As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Enlightened philosophers tell us we are divine beings in human form. Let's get real here. How can we live a busy life with a job, kid, and mortgage and still be spiritual? That's what you want to know. Join CJ Liu as together we tackle real life issues through a spiritual lens. Talking with experts about relationships, work, and more. Get practical life skills and learn how to touch, feel, and experience a whole new way of living. This is Fired Up with CJ. The place to go if you aren't a monk but still want to live a spiritual life. Join the conversation now at FiredUpWithCJ.com. FiredUpWithCJ.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fire Up With CJ show. Today we have Mindy Gorman Plutzer, and we're talking about her book, The Freedom Promise. And uh, we're going to be talking about some nutrition tips, but kind of some unconventional way of thinking about nutrition. So welcome, Mindy. Hi, CJ. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's great having you here. And one of the things I loved about your book and that I want to talk about is the how, why, and when we eat. I think there are a lot of books out there with respect to what we eat. You know, don't eat a ton of you know, uh, processed carbs, don't, you know, eat fresh, you know, eat fresh vegetables, fruit, and lean protein. But there's not a lot with respect to how we eat, why we eat, and when we eat, which I think are some of the most critical questions. And in fact, you do, in your book, uh, you do actually address what we eat. But for me, I, the thing that was so interesting was just the how, why, and when. So I wanted to talk to you a little about that. Yeah, how we eat. And and sadly, I'm a really bad example of how we eat because <laughs> I was rushing around right before the show, eating, reading the newspaper, 
<laughs> running to the grocery store, coming back, probably doing all the things that you recommend in your book um, not to do. <laughs> but tell us about how we eat and how that affects us. Okay. Well, first of all, what you're describing is so typical of most of us today. Mm. We're overscheduled, we're overbooked, we're overstressed. So what the Freedom Promise is about is, yes, we need to look at what we eat. That's always important. But the how, why, and when relate to who we are as eaters. Mm. Who are you when you sit down at the table? If you even sit down at the table, you right. know, maybe you're eating in the, in the car. Maybe you're eating at your desk. Is the computer on? Do you have a pile of magazines? Are you catching up on the phone? You know, multitasking has become something to be valued. But where is the value in that when it comes to integrity of self? Mm. Mm. So how, we, how, does, how does it affect our nutrition? So that, one of the things I thought was interesting is I never thought that how we eat would actually affect the nutritional value of what we okay. eat. It, it's so multifaceted. <laughs> and I really, I really want to be careful because I can really, I get so excited about it and I have such passion about it that you might need to reel me in. Okay, I will. <laughs> okay. Need be. You read the book. Mm -hmm. You know that the theme of the book not only is that diets don't work, but the theme of the book is letting go. The reason diets don't work is because the diet mentality, the thinking of a person on a diet is that they need to be good. They need to show restraint. You know, we're, we're in a society where restraint is something that's relished. Mm -hmm. You know, um, any idea of finding pleasure from food comes with a dose of guilt. Yeah. Oh, this dessert's going to go right to my thighs. You know, I've heard that a thousand times with my clients. Yeah, or, or just the whole concept of any food that brings us pleasure means that we're indulging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's not the way it's supposed to be. So, you know, years and years and years of those messages, plus we have a $60 billion diet industry that has us believing we can't be trusted to know what's good for our bodies. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all of these messages lead to us feeling guilty and lead to us being stuck with these thoughts in our heads. Right. So every, every you know, thing of whipped cream is like, I feel so bad, but I, I can't stop myself from eating this delicious coconut cream pie or whatever it is that you're eating. So if we weren't filled with guilt and shame while we're eating, um, well, first of all, what's the problem with eating with guilt and shame? Okay. But what I, what I want to say is that the eating with guilt and shame, the eating on the run, the, the eating while worrying about what we're eating, right. while worrying where the food's going to end up. Right. Even or not, puts us in a stress response. Mm -hmm. Okay? So now let's talk about stress. Stress is any threat that is perceived by our bodies. Now, our bodies are designed to be brilliant, brilliant mechanisms. So we... we Meet stress, whether it's, you know, a predator back from prehistoric times or it's the brownie right. <laughs> that we want to eat. Danger, you know? danger, brownie coming. 
Yeah, or, you know, more seriously, you know, there's money issues, relationship issues, health care issues, our parents get sick, you know, there are definitely issues that bring us stress, okay? So we go into stress mode. Our brains act like a smoke detector. They, they sense the stress. They send out messages to the central nervous system to release hormones, those hormones being cortisol and insulin. And then there's a whole bunch of brain chemicals, dopamine, norepinine, and I don't want to bore the listeners with the science of it. But basically what happens is everything shuts down in our bodies except the need to run. Okay, so we go into this fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. Right, that is supposed to stop after four minutes. That's what it's designed to be. And after four minutes, we take a deep breath. We see that everything is okay. We go on with our day. The body returns to normal. When we're in constant stress response, from constantly worrying about what we're eating, constantly worrying about the extra pounds, and constantly being bombarded with the external stressors that we are related to, we don't digest. We don't assimilate nutrients. And our metabolism, the rate at which we're burning calories, seriously decreases. Mm. Mm. Okay, so, CJ, the truth is that we could be eating the healthiest diet on earth, as you described in that email you sent about how well you ate and it was such a great day and lo and behold, you didn't get the results you expected. Okay, the healthiest diet on earth can become a nutritional wasteland when we are living in this prolonged chronic stress response. Yeah. So, back to my original statement that I wanted to make, the book is not about dieting. The book is about letting go. Mm. Letting go of those toxic and false beliefs about what food will do to us. Mm-hmm. Letting go of the diet mentality of what food will do to us letting go of the toxic dietary myths, letting go of the need to grab onto the latest fad diet that might not be right for your body. Mm-hmm. So it's letting go, but at the same time, everything comes down to listening to what our bodies want, including mm-hmm. our bodies, your body, my body, next door neighbor's body, all different, into the conversation of what is right for that individual. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing that I found interesting because I, you know, of course I've read your book, The Freedom Promise. And, you know, I, I woke up this morning and I thought, well, what do I really want? And I thought, I actually want something sweet. So I thought, well, you know, I got a little, it's probably not super nutritionally great, but I ate like a little bar with almonds in it and a little bit of sugar. It had like six grams of sugar, not a lot. And it was just the best thing ever. And I, and I thought to myself, okay, I'm not going to feel guilty about eating a spar. Whereas before I would have, I thought, I'm just going to really, really enjoy the like almonds and the little chili paste in here and the little Thai basil. I mean, this was the most incredible (laughs) bar ever. But I thought, wow, this is really a different way of eating. And you know what? When I was chewing very mindfully, because I talked to a friend of mine who just went to Miraval, and she was saying that with each bite, you know, she takes a bite and 
and then puts her fork down and picks a bite and, you know, and it's like really eating mindfully and slowly. So I was really trying to taste all the flavors. I was really trying to be mindful about the textures, the flavors, and just loving like whatever that bar was all about. And there is a sense of satiety that happens that you don't get when you're just walking and eating. You know, I could have eaten that bar in a completely different way and I wouldn't have felt a sense of fullness and just happiness from eating that. No question. No question. And you were aware of your fullness. Yes, I was. Because it was a happiness too. I really got happy for myself. Stupid. But I was really happy after eating that. But that is fantastic. So when you're happy like that, when your body is feeling pleasure like that, your metabolism is soaring. Yeah. How come? So, Why is that? How does it work? So it's like because you're in relaxation response. Ah, uh, okay. It's pleasure, the opposite of the stress part. Pleasure equals relaxation. Mm. And when we're in that re- relaxation response, that's where the healing begins. Mm. One of the greatest tricks, for lack of a better term, that you can do for your body in terms of incorporating relaxation into your day, whether it be at the table or anywhere else, would be to take some deep breaths. Deep, conscious, cleansing breaths will actually send a signal to your central nervous system that your body is relaxed. Right. So it's saying, calm down, there's no tiger chasing you, that brownie is not evil, just calm down and eat it. One of the things, I I can't remember the exact quote, but it was like, it said something in your book of, you know, when you're eating the the brownie and feeling completely guilty about it, you're doubly harming yourself, right? (laughs) Because you're shaming and guilting yourself, and then you're also, you know, actually probably doing exactly what you thought the brownie would do, which is, you know, stay on you in terms of fat and and whatever. No you know, and another piece to the, the how we eat, not only is, is the mindfulness important in terms of tuning in mm-hmm. to hunger and fullness cues, but good food, whole food, the kind of food that we hope to be eating, is very high energy. It's alive. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there's that whole law of attraction mm-hmm. piece involved, too. Um, where for me it becomes almost spiritual mm. because good energy attracts good energy. So if we're sitting down to eat a meal and we're sending out loving vibes, we're receiving the loving vibes from that food. Mm. If we're sitting down to a meal worried about what this dreaded array of food is going <laughs> to do to our bodies, we're going to get that karma. Mm. That's interesting. I never thought about that in that way. I, you know what? I think about that when I'm cooking because I had talked to um, Cynthia Lair, who's a uh, cooking teacher around here, and she talks about cooking the food and love into the food. And so when I'm stirring, I'm saying love, 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 and I'm kind of trying to send love into the food. But I never thought about when you're eating, if you do think about love, you're kind of getting that back in the food. I've never thought about that. That's fascinating. Another great piece with this is the concept of clearing the clutter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a concept that, you know, comes up a lot in my health coaching practice mm-hmm. um, that leads to the eating psychology. But, you know, clearing the clutter of our lives makes room 
for the new to come in. Mm-hmm. You know, the analogy would be cleaning out your closet, mm-hmm. getting rid of what no longer serves you. Right. You know, um, throwing out what doesn't fit, what's out of style. Right. And now there's room for all the great new things that you can have. So what would that mean from a food perspective? Are you saying clearing out your cabinets of food that aren't healthy for you or just literally like looking at your desk and saying, this is creating clutter and probably creating energy in my body that's not helpful or both? What, would, what did you mean well, by clean and clutter? Um, okay. I, I mean it in two ways. The clutter in our minds, the clutter of our thoughts, the clutter of the beliefs or the thoughts that morph into beliefs about our bodies uh. and about what food will do. Okay? The other piece is we refer to in the health coaching business as crowding out. You know, no one's asking you to eat less. I certainly will never ask you to eat less. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is replace the poorer choices, the food that has less nutrient value with food that is bursting with nutrients and color and aliveness Mm -hmm. and freshness and Mm -hmm. and wholeness Mm -hmm. as opposed to the processed food that our bodies just don't know what to do with. Mm. Okay, so I heard a couple different tips. One is to be mindful when you're eating so that you're really mindful of what your thoughts are doing. And if you, so I'm hearing be mindful, which means don't stress, you know, stressful eating is not good for your nutrition. It's not good for your metabolism. It's not good for a host of different things so that you're harming yourself, not only through the stress, but also you're not really getting the proper nutrition that you need. I'm hearing also to uh, clear out the clutter is another thing. So clear out the clutter in your mind and then also physically just clearing out the clutter and then crowding out, making sure you, you crowd out kind of the things that aren't super nutritious and put in the stuff that's more kind of flavorful, colorful. Those are some how we could eat differently. Okay. And then, you know, to the, the actual mindful practice of eating, mm-hmm. when you're sitting down at the table, uh-huh. really ground yourself, Okay. Mm. Um, and number one, make the atmosphere palatable. Okay? <laughs> so okay. you can really taste the goodness of the abundance in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, you want to avoid triggering conversations. You want to avoid distracting noise. You know, music is great. Conversation is great. As long as it makes you feel good. Right. And then you're sitting down. Hopefully you set a beautiful table. Um, dishes that make you feel great and you're going to allow your mind to take in the sensory stimuli of the food you're Mm -hmm. going to smell it you're going to notice what happens when you bring it up to your mouth what does it feel like in your mouth what does it feel like when you chew it has the texture change Um, is it salty is it sweet is it creamy is it crunchy swallow it Pay attention to it actually going down your throat into your stomach. Make sure that you've swallowed that bite before you take another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, and slow down. Mm-hmm. Slowing down keeps us in relaxation, and it allows us to focus on the food. Focusing mm. on something other than the food doesn't give our minds the opportunity to realize it's there. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is, as I said, we're not digesting, so we might have nutrient deficiencies. Mm-hmm. If we're mm-hmm. doing this enough, consistently, we're not 
assimilating the nutrients will end up having cravings. You know, you mentioned eating a bar before and how you ate it so mindfully. I hear this all the time from clients that, you know, well, I don't want to eat a bar because it's gone before I know it. You know, mm-hmm. if they can eat it in two or three bites, yeah, not taking the time to realize that they ate it. I have to tell you, I had a situation not too long ago. I had a tangerine at my desk and I was doing too many things at once, setting up for the day, turning on the computer, getting things started. And I looked and the tangerine was gone. I had (laughs) no recollection of eating it. (laughs) That's that's reassuring. Yeah, I was actually on the floor for it. (laughs) So I get it. I get it. So so that's that's the how. That's the how. Um, Why and when... um, Let's talk about when before we talk okay. about why. All right, because when is a really big piece, if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk okay. about the when. Okay, when we eat is very important because we want to be in sync with the biocircadian rhythms of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, our bodies are brilliantly designed mechanisms. Okay, and designed in such a way that when we wake up in the morning, we have a fairly fast metabolism, ready to accept food, ready to know what to do with it. Hmm. Our metabolisms are the most efficient when the sun is highest in the sky. Mm-hmm. So you think, sense. you know, between noon and 2 o'clock. Right. All right. After that, all systems start slowing down. Yeah. Okay. Culturally, we are, most of us, um, or most certainly most chronic dieters, you know, wake up in the morning in an effort to be good. Right. To restrict. Right. Okay. I'm going to eat Show. a really small breakfast and lunch yeah. and, and then you're starving restraint. by dinner. Yeah. Right. Show restraint. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, you know, could have maybe a hundred calorie sugar-free, fat-free yogurt for breakfast, you know, or maybe one egg, mm-hmm. you know, keep those calories down. Right. You know, lunchtime could be a salad Maybe some grilled chicken on it, but oh no, no olive oil. You know, right. just going to have no balsamic. dressing on the side. Like dressing yeah. on the side, please. Or or just balsamic vinegar. Yeah, you know, is what I hear so often. <laughs> um, okay, so then what happens? Three o'clock. You're starving. Yeah. So the kids come home from school, and it's you know the cookies and milk start, and yeah. so you know you finish the snack, whether it be Doritos, cookies, whatever <laughs> so might be going on in your house, right? Yeah. Okay, and know that those foods, again, are manufactured so that we can't stop at one. Yeah, they're addictive. They are addictive. cocaine, they have the sugar, the fat, and the salt, which makes them highly addictive. We can't stop. Exactly. Okay, or you're at work, and you pass by the co-worker's desk, or you go into the conference room, and there are, you know, all those goodies, and it's really hard to say no because you're generally, you're genuinely hungry. Yes. Okay? Then we go home, and we're stressed from the day for whatever reason. We finally sit down and relax. We might have a glass of wine, and we end up ingesting the majority of our calories towards the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we're not metabolizing efficiently. So that's why the when is so important. Mm-hmm. You so know, in some ways, we should be doing the opposite of that, eating yeah. a bigger breakfast, a bigger lunch, and a smaller dinner. What does a smaller dinner even look like? I don't okay. even know what that means. Okay. That's you know so what? sad, but I don't. I, I want to reframe that. It doesn't okay. have to be 
that it's a small dinner, CJ. Yeah. We just want to make sure that it's the least caloric. I mean, uh, you could eat a huge salad, you know, with mm-hmm. great things in it, vegetables, beans, lean protein. You know, that would be phenomenal. An omelet makes a great dinner. You know, a, grilled, a piece of grilled fish and some vegetables, you know, and, and, and a small sweet potato or, you know, a small serving of, of brown rice or, you know, quinoa. What, you know, I, I'm not prescribing any diet right now, but right. I'm talking about when we're eating. Yeah. You know, um, this is really important. One of the first things I do with my clients, one of the first tweaks that I usually need to make is to change the calorie ingestion during the day. Even because when you eat certain calories. When, yeah, most, most people in our society are calorie loading towards the end of the day when we are least prepared to metabolize. I, I think calories. I even know my calorie counts. It would be if I, because I did a calorie counter for a while and then I thought this is making me crazy. I can't oh, do this anymore. But when I did it, it was about 250 during the morning. It was about 300 to 300, 400 during lunch and then five to 600 during dinner. That's basically what mine looked like. And that's working really hard. Um, so and those are very few calories to have as a total during the day. Yeah, I know, but I was trying to lose weight. But even even in that case, and did you? I did. I did. Oh. I lost like I don't know twenty five pounds. During All the right. Time. Yeah, but during that, what should it be like? If we were, you know, it was, you know, if you were to take that's approximately like almost fifteen hundred calories or so. But it, you know, it's like you know twenty percent of it during the morning, thirty percent, and then like the vast majority of it during the evenings what would it what would be the ideal I I would like to see you eat you know 60 to 70 percent of your calories between morning and mid-afternoon oh okay interesting okay wow that helps because it helps you kind of frame like wow that's a lot of calories actually yeah but as I said it's not that dinner has to be small. It just has to be light. You know, high water content foods. That's why a salad is always great at dinner. You know, with grilled chicken or a piece of fish. You know, in the in the cooler months, um, you know, soup is great as a dinner with you know something light of a, a side salad or you know a sweet potato. Yeah, you my know, kids are unhappy on- when I cook that way, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. So any other tips on when we should eat? Okay. Again, it goes back to listening to the wisdom of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we have the how <laughs> yeah. okay, and the when. It's tuning in to our hungers. You know, mm-hmm. tuning in to our hungers as opposed to tuning out, which we do when we turn to food for comfort. Mm-hmm. as opposed to nourishment. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to the why. The why. Okay. So why we eat. And and I think that this is, I think for me, when I first thought about looking at my weight, the why was actually really, actually one of the most critical things because I was using eating as a way of compensating for either things that I didn't want to deal with or a sense of emptiness. And it was interesting because those are things that you said, you know, in your book, whether it's emotional, 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Emotional hunger or um, a craving. It's really not food that you're, lo- you're really What? craving, right? Okay, but let's let's start with the physical hunger. Yeah, okay? okay. Which I addressed a little bit when we're talking about the when. Yeah. Because yes, absolutely. If we are in a restrictive mode and we are looking to diet and cut back on calories and we're not having a proper macronutrient balance in our day, meaning enough protein, enough carbohydrate, and enough fat for our bodies, mm-hmm. when it comes time for evening, that body is going to be asking for more. Ah, it's physically okay. hungry. It, so needs, it needs energy. Yeah, That's a physical situation. Okay. okay. So you're really hungry. So in cases like that, we need to step back and say, okay, did I eat enough today? Mm. Did I have enough protein? Did I have enough carbohydrate? Did I have enough fat? And unfortunately, many people do not have enough carbohydrate nor enough fat mm-hmm. in the day in an effort to get rid of some weight. Right. Okay. Body needs fat. Body needs carbohydrate. That's really, really, really important. And, of course, there are better quality proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. And that I address in the nutrition part yes. of the book. Yeah. But, you know, but if you notice, the, the nutrition part of the book is Chapter 6 of 7. Right. Because it's, this is not a diet book. This is a learning to live your best life book in the body that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with, that's physical hunger. Emotional hunger happens when we are looking to food and looking outside of ourselves for something to fill us up. Mm-hmm. Okay, when we're looking for a hug, when we're looking for a connection, when we're looking for protection. Mm. It can go two ways. You know, sometimes mm. people overeat in an effort to put walls up to protect themselves, mm-hmm. keep the predators away. Yeah. Um, sometimes we overeat in an effort to be bigger, to carry the burdens that we feel we need mm. to carry. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, weight, CJ, is really a symptom of underlying issues. Mm-hmm. Too much or too little. You know, I, I want to include that too. Right. You know, I, 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 because the book does speak to people who perhaps are not eating enough, who right. perhaps are choosing to be or needing to be smaller than what is healthy. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's all coming from the same place. Right. So the difference between emotional hunger and physical hunger is distinct. If you are experiencing a healthy hunger, a physical hunger, mm-hmm. then you're going to be more flexible about what you can eat because you're going to tune into the hunger. You're going to think about what you really want. And it's going to be okay. Um, yeah, sure, I can drink a glass of water and you know wait a few minutes till I get to dinner. And what do I want? Do I want fish? Do I want chicken? Do I want a bowl of pasta? And you stop when you've had enough. Mm-hmm. Emotional hunger comes on intensely as a craving mm-hmm. because you're looking to the food to check you out of a situation. Mm. So that's usually when we look for the poor quality foods in the forms of carbohydrates and fats. Mm-hmm. Fats feel good. They create satiety. The carbohydrates affect our brain chemistry in such a way that they truly do sedate us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, oh, my God, I just broke up. And, you know, you see those classic movies where the person has yeah. like a pint of Haagen-Dazs and they're stuffing Absolutely. their face. That's the... Yeah. That's the emotional hunger where you're feel, feeling that and feel, feeling that emptiness with those kind of comfort, you know, things to numb yeah. you out. Exactly. Cravings, on the other hand, can be either physical or emotional. Mm-hmm. So this is where we need to get curious. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, you know, you're craving sweets. Usually, it's an emotional craving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Why? Because don't isn't it possible that you are addicted to sweets? You know, since you've had a sweet, your body's going through and going. Where's that sweet thing that you had before? Yeah. Well, that you know, that's there. There are two schools of thought on food addiction. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. My feeling is that we're not so much addicted to the food itself, but we're addicted to how it makes us feel. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm eating the sugar and it actually, like you said, it sedates me. It kind of calms me down. You said carbohydrates sedate me and what do sugars do again? Sugars give me... Well, sugars turn on your brain. You know, there there have been studies that show that sugar, Mm -hmm. and we're talking about refined sugar, um, affects the dopamine portion of the brain the same way alcohol does. Oh, wow. Okay, so I have this false sense of happiness. I'm like, I'm happy or I'm kind of calm through eating sugars or carbs or Absolutely. Okay, got it. So it's really that I'm addicted to that feeling that I get from those things, which versus, I see, versus kind of a craving that happens as a result of those things. It's really like, because I thought, what I've read is that it's a biological urge. I mean, when we see that, our brain goes, yes, that is a good you know, good, quick source of energy, go continue going towards that thing. And that's why it's this kind of, you know, feeding frenzy when you get those things. But that's what I was referring to about the physical craving, you know, when, Uh, okay, let's say when we're nutritionally deprived, mm -hmm. okay, let's say that you decided you are 
going low carb. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to go on a low carb diet. After a given amount of time, your body's going to need the carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Okay, your brain is going to call for it because carbohydrates are a source yeah. of fuel. Yeah, for your brain, brain needs it, yes. Right? Unfortunately, the brain can't determine whether or not it wants the carbohydrate from a donut or a sweet potato. Right. And being that you're carb-deprived, chances are you're going to go for the donut. Right. Okay. And, and, I, and I really don't mean that in a flippant way at all. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny about that, but that's yeah. the way it'll go. Yeah. Um, so that would be a physical craving. Right, Another, because you depleted yourself from exactly. an, enough carbohydrates. So it's like, I need carbs quickly. So mm-hmm. the donut arises and you're like, yes, this fits the bill. Right. And then um, sometimes, you know, we crave salt because we've got a mineral deficiency. Mm-hmm. So we just might need more calcium, more minerals. Um, chocolate, believe it or not, could be a manganese deficiency. Yeah. So. Well, that's why we need to be curious and we need to ask what's really going on. Did I eat enough today? Have I had enough sleep? Did I drink enough water? Um, or did I have a triggering day? Mm-hmm. You know, is this emotional? Where is mm-hmm. it coming from? Mm-hmm. So when does that happen for you? Do you do it at the end of the day or mid through the day? How, when do you go through the self-analysis of what's happening during the day? What's happening? Am I eating the right mix? <laughs> In a perfect world, we would want to be able to address the behavior before it happens. So let's say it's the end of the day and you are just starving and, you know, the, the bag of chips is calling to you. Right. You know, it's really important to be able to put space between the thoughts, the feelings, the thoughts mm-hmm. that morph into the feelings. Yeah. And the behavior. Yeah. If you could delay, you know, I like to say delay, determine, you know, meaning get curious about mm-hmm. what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and then deflect. What else can I do that's going to help me feel nourished? Ah, uh, on a plate. Ah, uh, I see. So it's like you're before you grab the bag of chips, you kind of say, "Wait a second, what is causing? I'm determining what's causing us. Oh, I didn't have enough carbs because I'm on this carb-starved diet. Right. Okay, what are the? Um, what did you say? Determine. What's the other one? Well, be curious. Be and curious. Deflect. Deflect. Yeah, and so deflect. the deflect maybe like eat some, eat some. I don't know, edamame or something. That's like that. Or or do something that's not Mm food-related. How can you nourish yourself in a way that's not food-related? Yeah. You know, this is where the emotional component comes in. You know, this is the why piece. The why piece is a really big piece, CJ, for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, when we're looking at the how, the why, and the when, Mm -hmm. it's amazing how the what starts to take care of itself. Mm. So when you've had people go eating in this in this particular, you know, way, what what do they see as the, you know, most people are trying to lose weight, they're trying to be healthier. What happens when you have your eating in the proper how, why and when? Okay. You realize that it's not about willpower. The success comes when you embrace empowered choice. 
So when we are including our body in the conversation, by getting out of our heads, by stripping food of the moral dilemma, getting rid of the shoulds and the shouldn'ts, understanding how we eat when we eat what we choose to eat, mm-hmm. you know, what is the ex- honoring the experience we want, we tune into the wisdom of our bodies. Mm. And it becomes about empowered choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Willpower implies restriction. It implies deprivation. Empowerment is about choice and managing instead of being managed. Right. And I think a critical element that you're mentioning in the empowerment scenario is that you're really tuning into your body. Because what are you feeding anyways? <laughs> Right, it's your body that has a need or a want, and it's really tuning in to your body and figuring out what it needs. And I, and then I'm, you know, the three Ds. It's sometimes your body. There's a your mind may be thinking, "I need those potato chips," but your body is just saying, "I just need carbs. I don't care what kind of carbs you get me, but get me carbs immediately." But your mind is like, "Well, well that'd be nice to have a donut because that feels so good because I have a combination of." You know, I'm going to be kind of elated for a short period of time, and I'm going to be kind of numbed out. That kind of feels good right now. Right. So that's that's your. It sounds like that's your emotions kind of coming in and, and stealing the show. And then you know what? A really big one for so many people, and and I've experienced this myself many many times. Is yeah. boredom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just bored. Yeah. You know, it's Sunday. Snack drawers open up. What's what do yeah. I have in here to eat? I'm bored. Yeah, you know, my partner's watching football. Yeah, doing homework. Exactly. Uh, I'm moseying around the kitchen. Yeah. You know, let me have a handful of nuts here, or a handful of popcorn there, <laughs> and and you know, that's okay. But when there are consequences, when we're feeling really badly about it, mm-hmm. when the guilt sets in and the judgment sets in and the fear and anxiety set in, mm-hmm. that's when it's time to step back and say, what am I doing? Yes. What does my body really want? Mm-hmm. And, and, and how is my mind actually harming this whole experience? Um, which is what I arrived to. I, I wrote about my blog post. And I actually want to um, do a call out for folks that are listening that want to actually call in. Or um, since we have a couple more minutes left in the show, would love for you to send over your questions and uh, on chat or call in as well. So um, we have, um, and we have um, Mindy gorman Polk talking about her book, The Freedom Promise, and we've been talking all about the how, why, and when we eat. Um, where were we? I lost track of where we were. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, what I wanted to get to, um, the bottom line of the how, the why, and the when, and honoring our bodies, and honoring what our bodies want, include, I love saying including them in the conversation, really comes down to getting out of our heads. So many mm-hmm. of us, and I, you know, I see it every day with my clients, there's really a disconnect between our thoughts mm-hmm. and our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we're eating what we're eating because we think we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. We're eating what we're eating because of the latest fad diet on, you know, a fabulous magazine cover. And, and, you know, at the same time, we have to realize that the field of nutrition today is 
is a scientific minefield. I think nutrition is the only field out there where you can have two opposing viewpoints that are each rooted in science. <laughs> That's so true. Right? That is so true. You know, I was talking to someone who was a vegan, and he was saying, you need to eat vegetables, and you don't need amino acids. And then I could talk to a paleo person, and, you know, they gave me a bunch of different evidence on why you should be no eating question. all meat. I mean, it's completely, I think it's completely confusing, but I think... Going back to your original point, if you actually tune into your body and figure out what it wants, it will tell you. There's a certain amount of faith that you have to have. But, you know, I, I, I was navigating my life using this book. And I, I thought, you know, I had that sweet thing during breakfast. And I thought, well, it's time for lunch. What do I really want? And I thought, actually, what I really want is like a big bowl of mixed vegetables with cottage cheese on it, which right. I've never wanted in my life. But, like, yeah. I tuned in and I, that's what I wanted, which was so fascinating. And I think some of the thoughts that are kind of, if when you deprive yourself, you think, well, God, what I really want is like a big Reuben, you know, big Reuben sandwich. Of course. Because that's what I want. But you know what? If you kind of say like, I'm going to eat whatever I'm going to eat when I want to eat, you know what? Then it's a little, I don't know, somehow giving yourself the freedom to eat that. It does a lot. It's kind of a weird thing. It is, you know, giving yourself permission to eat anything opens up opportunities for you to find integrity to yourself. Mm -hmm. Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to feel this way? You know, one of the greatest points that I can make is that self-indulgence in an effort not to feel deprived only deprives us from being the most brilliant version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're thinking, oh, I'm going to indulge in this, you know, whatever, this thing right now to fulfill a, a temporary need. I'm going to mm-hmm. eat the donut because I really want, I want to feel a sense of happiness and a sense of calmness. I'm going to eat the donut versus saying, wow, what, why don't you feel a sense of happiness and, and calm? Okay. What else aside from the donut can you do aside right. from that? But at the same time, let's make it clear that there is nothing wrong with eating the donut when it's done because you're not looking to soothe something else. You're not looking to nourish another part of yourself. Oh, that's an interesting way of thinking it. Okay, okay. so, so regard, let's say that you, see, you find yourself eating a hot fudge sundae for uh-huh. whatever reason. Either you huh. weren't conscious and you're eating a hot fudge sundae or you've eaten a hot fudge sundae, you were conscious you ate a hot fudge sundae. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does one, how do you, how do you deal with that when that happens? When you've eaten something, you're like, you know, like you said pasta and my eyes lit up. What? She's eating pasta? Yeah. <laughs> but what do you do when you, when you eat stuff that's kind of, you know, not, you know, and your book has a whole bunch of like ways of healthy eating, but you, mm-hmm. you eat something and it's not super healthy. How do you handle that? First of all, one part of a meal that is not super healthy is not going to detract from your health. Okay. 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 I I have, but I must say that I do not condone eating artificially sweetened food. I do not condone quote unquote diet foods or fake foods Mm -hmm. or foods that our bodies don't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. But eating a fabulous bowl of delicious ice cream can be a wonderfully nourishing sensual experience Mm -hmm. 
it's when there are consequences that it becomes problematic. And, and this book is written for the people who feel that they are suffering consequences. Mm-hmm. And it's because I want to take that away from them. Mm-hmm. We will never experience food freedom when we constantly feel that there are shoulds and shouldn'ts attached to our food choices. Mm-hmm. So my message is, in order to fully transform your relationship with food from one mired in confusion to one that is joyous, loving, and free, is to eliminate the fear. Question where that fear came from. What messages were you given? What's the belief system? And look at it as not being true. And that comes from the relationship to self. Mm. When our relationship to self is loving and joyous and free, when we can create what I love to refer to as a space of sacred solitude, Mm -hmm. we always have some place to come home to where we're feeling safe. Okay, so let's say, let's go back to the hot fudge sundae. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm curious. So I ate the hot fudge sundae. And, you know, the consequences in my mind are like, okay, you know, here's, here's what runs in my head. Oh, my gosh. This is probably like a 1,000 calories, this hot fudge sundae. This is probably all the calories I'm supposed to consume in a day in this hot fudge sundae. I real, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for this, this hot fudge sundae. So instead of, instead of that, which is the fear and the, you know, run, mind run amok, what what happens in your mind when you do in, indulge these things? Like if I were to listen to yeah. your your talk, is that ooh, it's creamy, it tastes salty? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it? What what? And, or is there any like, well, tomorrow I'll eat something healthy? I mean, what? Yeah, no. What I'm going to do is, and I love ice cream. Yeah, I mean, ice cream is my thing. Okay. I, okay. I the the texture, the taste. I love ice cream. Mm-hmm. So. I scoop the ice cream into a dish that I really enjoy eating from. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to eat it out of the container. I'm going to make, I ritualize it. Mm-hmm. And I eat it slowly and mindfully. And I give myself permission. And I'm able to sense when I've had enough mm. and stop. Mm-hmm. And there's no guilt. I truly find pleasure from it. The guilt is counterproductive mm-hmm. and letting go of the message, letting go of the lies mm-hmm. about what food is going to do to me is the greatest freedom we can have. Mm. It's only food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I love the analogy of a knife. Okay. A knife in the hands of a criminal is a weapon. A knife in the hands of a chef is a tool of artistry. Mm-hmm. Okay, the poison's in the dose. It's, <laughs> it's how we treat it, how we treat our bodies, and, and what we do. So when we eat when we're hungry, and we stop when we've had enough, we're honoring our bodies, and mm-hmm. we're honoring ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the damaging thoughts that, you, know, you, you work with a, a lot of clients, what are the kind of typical thoughts that you hear that you would ask us to um, declutter ourselves from? Okay. That we have to be perfect. Uh, okay. I have to look great because I want to go to my reunion. I have to look perfect for my whatever. That, that. Or, or just, just, you know, I wasn't perfect. You know, no. I, one, one of 
the best stories I've heard that really hurts my heart is um, a woman who came in and she went out for dinner with her mom, her, her elderly mom, and she ordered fish. And the fish came and it had some oil and a sprinkling of breadcrumbs. And she felt so guilty that she went home and ate a bag of pretzels because <laughs> she, sad. she, she that is sad. That, yeah, she felt that she had gone off her diet when she ate a perfectly healthy meal yeah. that her body would have loved, but she attached so much stress to it. So, the, you know, the burden of having to be perfect mm. is one of the, the greatest pieces of clutter that we can right. rid ourselves of. I have to eat well I'm, and I have to be perfect in all executing this. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. Okay. What are some of the other ones thought, toxic thoughts? Um, fat will make me fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Versus eating healthy fats. That's a really big one. You know, mm-hmm. fat will make me fat. You know, clients being so fearful of adding olive oil to their food or, you know, being served something that, you know, vegetables that are sautéed in olive oil. The truth about that is that if you don't put oil on your salad or your vegetables, your body is not going to absorb the fat-soluble vitamins A, E, D, and E. Oh, I never knew that. That's yeah. interesting. So, you know, what? you order a salad with all these great vegetables, or you order, you know, steamed spinach, and you send it back because it has some olive oil. Again, nutritional wasteland. Yeah. God, this is fantastic. It's um, we What a wonderful show. Thank you so much for Thank being here. It, there's so much. I never thought about how, you know, I went to a silent meditation, and part of that was eating in a mindful way, but they really didn't spend a lot of time on why and why it was important and how it affected nutrition and uh, how, in fact, all aspects of your life can be a, a meditation. It's really quite right. beautiful. So oh. I leave you with one thought. Okay. Breathe. Conscious breathing. Mm-hmm. Breathe out everything and then breathe in the love. Accept the love from your food. Food is energy and just go with it. Mm. What a beautiful and soul you are. <laughs> out of your body. And I love it. You. Oh, thank you so much. You're a beautiful soul. So we have uh, Mindy Gorman Plotzer here uh, talking about the Freedom Promise. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, CJ. What great information. Yeah, great meeting you too. Uh, Next week we're going to have Dawson Church and we're going to be learning all about EFT. Make sure to tune in next Wednesday from uh, 1 to 2 on Pacific Standard Time or 4 and 5 Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for listening and thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Fired Up with CJ. You can join the conversation, contact CJ Lou yourself, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and find her Facebook page. And check out more shows online now. Get links to it all at FiredUpWithCJ.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.